ready enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the WAN show. It has been a nightmare and a half getting the show set up today, but hopefully everything <laughs> is all good. I am I am littered. I am littered in like USB XLR interfaces and capture cards and laptops and um, hopefully everything stays working for the hour or so that we need to broadcast. <laughs> Guys, I want to start the show though with a big <laughs> shout out to the one and only Luke Lafreniere, okay? Because what? he has been sitting on the line with me for about an hour with me not being ready to broadcast. We're only an hour and 23 minutes late. It's not that bad. Yeah. Okay? That, you know what? Okay, here's the thing. We've done worse. <laughs> So a, lot of you, <laughs> so a lot of you are probably wondering why we are broadcasting from the comfort of our homes today. Um, Luke, what's your story? Why are you at home? Why, why can you just go to the office so that I could video call in and we could use the regular stream setup, Luke? Well, in my defense, um, I don't know if she wants me to talk about this. Uh, my, my girlfriend is high risk for the current thing that's out in the world that I'm not going to name. Because oh, we're allowed to talk it. about it now. Uh, YouTube has eased the restrictions on talking about COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so it's all good. My girlfriend, my girlfriend is high risk for COVID for some reasons that I'm not going to bother going to. And yep. that makes She's elderly. Wonder. She's elderly, basically. <laughs> She's over 80, so 20%. 20% risk of mortality. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so it's okay, I'm Luke. Just, we get it. We understand. Just, just being careful for that reason. Yeah. Going out only when I really need to. And I didn't realize it was going to be a problem, <laughs> to be clear. Yeah, it was, a, also, it, it was a big if problem. I, if I knew it was going to be a problem, I could have just done the setup on my end. We could have just done the same thing but reversed. Why didn't you suggest that? I could have done that so much faster. <laughs> I mean, okay. Part I was of the... going to suggest for next week we might want to do that. What you don't you don't like my setup here? Wait, okay. I forget. I mean, like the OBS side of things and stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you say. So <laughs> I forget. Did you ever end up with a video feed of me? No. <laughs> okay, cool. So Luke has no video feed of me, but the good news no. there is that that means that if I ah yes, okay, good. I think I can add. Uh, an item to our scene here. Yeah, here we go. So here's my laptop webcam because I want to show you guys what the streaming <laughs> setup looks like today, hopefully without disconnecting anything. Okay, so on my left, here we go. On my left, I have, oh, can you see it? This USB dongle, which is my Ethernet connection, my HDMI out to an external monitor, and my USB connection to. Okay, ignore that USB audio interface. We're not using that, but we're using that USB capture card over there. Okay, hold on, wait for it, wait for it. It gets even better. The HDMI out connection is to this external portable monitor on the floor, which is what I'm using to both see Luke's face and bring him into the OBS um, um, scene. On my right is a GoXLR USB XLR interface. And then I was supposed to use um, some some XLR microphone, but I was having issues with the, uh, the the stand that they sent me. Now that I'm sitting on my couch because I couldn't use my TV, and using my computer upstairs was not convenient because uh, it's in a separate room. And so plugging all this stuff in via USB had the potential to cause a bottleneck because I just have one USB 5 gigabit per second link over optical. Um, so what I decided to do <laughs> was use my... Uh, my XLR uh, wireless microphone 
So this is a, a lavalier mic. Um, so I'm wearing that pack in my lap right here. Okay, so that's on my belt. And then to monitor audio, <laughs> I have these headphones plugged into the GoXLR so that I can hear myself and make sure everything's all good. And then I have in-ear monitors, which I am using to listen to Luke. <laughs> and that's just plugged directly into the laptop. There's so many solutions happening all at once. That's yes. amazing. And none of them are great. It no. is a, it's an actual miracle that this is working as well as it so, is Okay, right so, so why didn't your desktop work? My because desktop? Because so much of this would be so much easier if you were on a desktop. Okay, my desktop was going to be a pain in the butt because I don't have a convenient way to mount a good camera behind my monitor because all I've got is a big tripod. So I would have had to use a webcam, which I thought we weren't using, but then you went and showed up with a webcam. No so, one told me anything. Look, I knew nothing. Look, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is, I look better than you for the first time ever, in spite of my three days of self-isolation facial hair that I've got I going like on it, here. I like it, by the way. Thank you. I haven't Thank commented you. on it yet, but I actually think it looks pretty good. Thank you. Um, and so, okay, so there was that. Plus the fact that my desktop is in a different room from the monitor. So that means that I have only a single five gigabit per second optical link. And between the capture card and the audio interface and all the other things that I have on there, my mouse, my keyboard, everything, um, I was worried that I would overcome that link. Now, I do technically have a Thunderbolt dock there, but my Thunderbolt dock or the cable or the Thunderbolt interface on my AMD motherboard, super weird, one of those things is not working. It is not working. So I, so I was like, okay. Uh, oh, also, um, there's no convenient way for me to light that room. Like, there's just a bunch of problems doing it next to my desktop. So okay. then I thought, okay, I'll do it in the living room with my media PC. And then I realized, oh, what was the problem with the media PC? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. There's some problem doing it through the media PC. And so I settled on just broadcasting off my laptop. Shout out to Dell, too, because this XPS 13 2-in-1 is handling this like a champ. Uh, I'm at like 60% CPU usage and 70% GPU usage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like, I'm good. I'm good. As long as I got my dongle, my life is amazing. If I don't have my dongle, my life is over. Uh, so if that dongle gets disconnected, this whole stream is done. <laughs> Completely done. Um, why don't we, why don't we uh, talk about what kind of topics yes. we got for the WAN yes. show today, ladies and gentlemen? Th doesn't this feel like such a throwback? where the first half of the show is why the show is an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just doing a retro stream. That's all that's really going on. Yeah, it's, you know what? Honestly, this whole week has felt like that. I think talking about what it's been like to work from home is definitely going to be a topic for the WAN show I, this week. Yeah, I know you asked me if I had any other topics, and then uh, I have only just now realized that I do. One of the topics that I would bring up is that I've been helping uh, my dad and the the KPU plumbing department in general switched to online education. So um, that's the Kwantlen University is what uh, Kwantlen Polytechnic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's been a really interesting experience and cool. I would like to talk about it. Um, we've also got uh, AMD and Xbox GPU source code stolen. That's amazing. That seems terrible. Um, <laughs> Apple is restricting cloud gaming services on iOS, which is uh, basically par for the course, I guess, for those guys. But, um, you know, we'll talk about what that means for game streaming as a, as, a, as a whole. What else we got that's interesting, Luke? 
Firefox begins paid ad free service. It's interesting. That's spicy. And then, of course, oh, sorry, I thought you weren't going to do it. You go ahead. Well, I don't know which one you're going to do. Well, the the headline topic. I was thinking maybe we'd do the headline topic. Uh, that that you know that that makes sense. Like, YouTube default playback is now 480p. Ooh, what? Oh my! What? Spicy. Downgrade. All right. So we're going to roll the intro, but I want to warn you guys in advance. Um, <laughs> there, yeah, yeah, there's no audio. <laughs> so who's not? I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's over. That was it. That was the only time we were going to experience that on today's stream because realistically, I'll forget to do the other thing. All right. So let's talk about YouTube defaulting video playback to 480p because that is a pretty bizarre thing for them to do, at least in normal times. So there are users um, that have been reporting in Europe as of last week that YouTube has been defaulting them to 480p, not even regular HD resolution, and now that change is being rolled out globally. So we actually had a handful of people at the office notice it um, today. Actually, I believe it's, uh, yeah, Alex is the one who posted this in the WAN Show doc. Um, but there's actually a very reasonable explanation for all of this. Uh, you know, Luke, would you consider dropping down Floatplane's default video quality in this time, and why? Um, I, I don't think we're going to quite have the impact right here. Here comes the cell phone. Um, like YouTube turning down their default playback would, would result in a very large amount of users that aren't going to bother click a button to change video quality, which is, uh, maybe not of the people watching this stream right now, but is probably a relatively large group of people that watch YouTube, it's going to result in them sucking up a lot less of the world's bandwidth, especially when everyone is stuck at home. And And this will like Philistines and wouldn't have appreciated it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 this will actually very likely make a noticeable decrease on the internet usage of the world, which is crazy. And Flowplane would not <laughs> be in the same category at all. So I don't think we're too worried about it. <laughs> it's probably fine. But that does lead us into why YouTube would do this. So the, the, the COVID-19 pandemic has caused a massive uptick in global internet usage for a variety of reasons. So number one is that people are stuck at home with nothing to do. So what are they doing? They're going on Netflix, they're gaming, they're watching Twitch streams. Um, they're, they're playing, uh, didn't Steam log their most ever users online? And that was without any kind of crazy launch. That was before the Half-Life Alex launch. That was, I mean, what, Doom Eternal was coming out around that time, but, and like there were a lot of people playing it, but you know, what was it, like 20 million concurrence or something stupid like that? And if I remember correctly, even just like Counter-Strike itself had like the most users it's ever had. Which and is it's not like there's been a crazy nuts. big tournament in the last no. you know week or something that's been oh yeah I need to go play 
CSGO again or anything like that. Just yeah. people are sitting at home with nothing to do. And then the other big factor is going to lead us into our next topic here pretty nicely is the explosion in work from home measures that are being yes. implemented by employers. So yeah. um, basically the cold hard truth of it is that unless you absolutely have to, as a business, you are not shutting down. And like, that's a good thing. It's good for the business owners. It's good for, if they're big enough businesses, it's good for their shareholders. And it's good for the employees. People wanna work. Like yeah. my staff is not coming to me and saying, hey, I'd really like to get laid off right about now. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, I think some people have this perception that like, if there's a government handout that people would like to take that. But we absolutely are working on something. In fact, I think there was some news about that today. What was it like $1,000 or something like that? I, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. It was supposed to be for people who are impacted by the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, but there's literally no one on my staff that's like, yeah, I sure would like to not have a job and I'd sure like that, that government handout if I can have it. So, you know, our goal as a business is to, be, is to be as operational as we possibly can and all while keeping other people safe. So we've probably got a good, what percentage of people are actually in the office right now? A third, maybe? No one from Floatplane, for sure. Yeah, no one from Floatplane's there. If you count those guys, we're probably closer to like a quarter. Yeah, so so basically the only people in office are the studio management guys. So Tyler and Matias are in because they need to actually physically move things around. Um, we don't have any of our sh regular shooters in right now because Brandon's on vacation. And I, like, I think he could have been like, oh, you know what, you guys are kind of... Uh, short-staffed, I could probably not take the vacation, but the flip side of that is he had his vacation booked, and that's a perfect opportunity to quarantine yourself for two weeks. So, like, he's been hanging around at home as far as I can tell. Uh, David's out, self-quarantined. He got a note... Sorry? Why would I not? I'm not? Why does it matter? Oh, I guess so. Okay, well, whatever. So, the point is... Everyone's out, um, and the only people who are in are we've got some of the editors in. We've actually been experimenting, though, with people editing from home, which I didn't okay. think was going to be possible, but this is kind of crazy. We've got a video that's going to be coming out about this. Um, do you know Parsec? Yeah. Okay, so for those who are not familiar, uh, Parsec... It, okay, you know what? Hold on. Before I transition to this topic, I do want to finish up with this. Um, basically, yeah, there's an explosion in work from home measures, which is a combination of uh, remote access to files uh, or to desktops, uh, file sharing that's being done sort of over the internet rather than over a local network. Yeah. And then another big one is video conferencing. So uh, who is it? Um, shoot, I forget. Is it Zoom? I think it's Zoom, Zoom was saying that their, their user base just like absolutely freaking exploded overnight. Um, so it's having a significant impact. So I think we had positioned in the title uh, on thumbnail of this video, YouTube degrading quality as like, it might be some kind of a bad or outrageous thing, but actually it's fantastic because as long as people don't care enough to click a, like one click, two clicks, two clicks is all it takes for them to change the quality. So if they don't care enough to make two clicks, then they can significantly decrease the amount of bandwidth that they're consuming and 
that gives us an opportunity to have better internet for people who need it more, like people who are working from home or offices that are trying to coordinate remote workers. Yeah, uh, I know from from my experience trying to work on this. I mean, most most of the float plane stuff is is just fine. All we all we really do collaboratively in terms of videos talking to each other is we do like meetings twice a week, and those have been not really impacted. I didn't expect they would be. Um, but my my dad's thing and his school, um, I've worked on a on a Discord server for them, and we set up. It's actually kind of a cool setup. Every teacher has their own category, and that category has like a few different text channels and a few different voice channels, and they all have interesting permissions and everything set up so that you get like enrolled in a class when you join the Discord server, and then you get access to just that channel and blah, blah, blah. Um, but getting streaming working for them was a hurdle um, because they're not like Twitch streamers. They're, right. they're plumbing instructors, so right. that was... And they've like never heard of Discord before, other than my dad, um, and and all this other kind of stuff. But they've been they've been picking it up, and we we ended up figuring out that like even though you can stream your screen or your camera or whatever, Discord is fairly limited in terms of like having multiple things on screen and whatnot. Right. So I've had them start. Uh, <laughs> I had them all install OBS, and even though you, I don't think you can stream through Discord with OBS, but I used that as like a, a Canvas program. So they were able to lay out their screen and then full screen projector source their whole scene and then capture their screen, if that makes sense. So this is interesting. The chat is basically exploding with people saying that they are limited to 720p. Are you guys talking about the stream we're on right now or are you guys talking about YouTube in general? That's, so uh, let us know, so guys. Let us know. All Twitch right? is limited to 720p right now, but that's the source. So I think you're streaming in 720p. Oh, okay. Uh, it doesn't say that I am, which is weird. I, so I just checked. Uh, I saw that, and so I decided to check the OBS settings, and it's definitely set to... Oh, oh, I don't have rescale output checked, but it says 1920 by 1080 next to that. You know what? I, I didn't. I didn't. Oh yeah, okay. It's because I created a new profile and it's uh, seven. It was in 720p. Remember when I had to change yeah. the streaming settings? Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Yes, this is a 720p stream today. All right. Yeah. So don't worry about it. It's all good. That's not YouTube wide. That's just yet another thing that went wrong with the stream today. All right. So let's talk about some some other remote work options or some other remote work stuff. Um, one of the things that we've been experimenting with is Parsec. So for those of you who are not familiar, Parsec is a company that's really focused on remote gaming. So that's a space that's really exploding right now. You've got NVIDIA with their GeForce Now. You've got um, Sony's offering. You've got Microsoft, uh, Project xCloud. You've got, who else did we? Oh, yeah, Google with Stadia. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, you've got some of the more, uh, the more kitschy niche ones. We actually got a ton of criticism in our recent roundup of game streaming service for not including shadow tech. And I feel like it must have gotten cut in the edit or something because we did mention them, but we had decided not to include them in a roundup of these game streaming services because we really felt that shadow tech was almost a different category of game streaming service, not that similar to something like a GeForce Now or especially a Google Stadia. Um, so what shadow tech is, is a virtualized desktop um, 
And basically what they're running is they're, if I recall correctly, they're, they're taking each box, which has many CPU cores and then multiple GPUs. And then much like we did with uh, seven gamers, one CPU or six workstations, one CPU, they're cordoning off those resources. So every one of these virtual gaming rigs gets its own GPU and then uh, a segment or a chunk of the CPU cores. Um, and then what you do is whenever you want a game, you can use any device you want, whether it's like an Android phone or Android TV even, or a laptop, and then you remote into that virtual desktop and you use the performance of that virtual desktop in order to play your games or edit video or whatever the case may be. All right, so there's a reason I'm telling this whole story. Anyway, maybe we should do a follow-up where we check out Shadow Tech compared to these other solutions. But what's different about it is that when you, when you log into a, a Shadow Box, you're basically just looking at like a desktop. You have to like install your own games and stuff. Like there's no, there's no like pretty launcher and stuff like that. You just, you're just using a computer. It just happens to be, you know, a hundred miles away or a thousand miles away or whatever the case may be. So we didn't really consider it to be a proper mainstream game streaming service. Also, anecdotally, I've heard that their wait list to get a shadow box is like six months or something like that. And um, every time we mention it, apparently it gets really, really bad. So if it wasn't six months, it probably will be again now that we've just mentioned it on WAN show. Because <laughs> when we did our sponsored video for them a while back, apparently they just were buried for like actually months <laughs> in requests. Because there's a limit to how much data center space that you can get and how quickly you can, you can scale up. Like there's cash flow considerations. So back to um, Parsec. Parsec is kind of like Shadow Tech except that instead of remoting into their data center to use the machine, you remote into your own computer to use it remotely. So totally different from like a GeForce Now or Google Stadia because you actually have to own the hardware, but it's like shadow tech in that you are able to access it remotely and use it as though you're sitting in front of it. And uh, Parsec, like shadow tech, has really put a lot of emphasis on a couple of things. Number one, is keeping their latency as, as low as possible. And number two is working on both absolute and relative mouse movements and making sure that they are translated correctly across this um, over internet access connection. So what that means, I actually had to ask what that meant. I was familiar with the concept, but I didn't know the terms. So absolute mouse movement refers to when you move your mouse and your pointer moves corresponding to it. And then when you, when you pick up your pointer, it like stays there. Okay, relative mouse, or when you let go, it stays where it is. Relative mouse movement refers to when you're like rotating an object within a CAD program, or you are gaming, where your mouse pointer is actually sort of virtually centered in the screen, and then you're just like panning around. And it's so, so that movement is relative to its starting point not that it stays there. Does that kind of make sense? Was that a good enough explanation, Luke? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, following. cool. So anyway, as it turns out, a bunch of the work that Parsec has done to make it great for gaming also happens to make it great for video editors or um, 3D designers or uh, people who work in game studios who are working on animations or, or modeling. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. They actually just rolled out a professional level service and it's got not much going for it right now, actually. <laughs> so you have to pay for it um, per seat. 
And then you have the ability to uh, have multiple monitors, but only by switching between them. And like TeamViewer can already do that. But TeamViewer is much laggier. Like it's a totally different experience. Um, so you can have multiple monitors. And then there's like administrative stuff. So an administrator can uh, determine who has access to which stations and, and things like that. So it's, uh, but, but it's fundamentally the same technology. And uh, we actually have tried using it for remote video editing. And it's not color accurate enough. Like you would still need to do a local, you'd have to like take your finished project and do a passive color correction, or you'd have to have one person at a central location that's like your colorist for, for all of your video projects. But in terms of the responsiveness, it's um, basically the ping time between you and the server, which because our office happens to be crazy, crazy fast and like a super high tier, low latency connection is pretty good for all of our workers who happen to be in the Vancouver area, plus about a frame. So that's your total latency. So it's pretty work with It's not perfect. But uh, yeah, we're gonna have a video coming about that. What have you guys done to make remote working easier? I mean, you've got remote people already. So I guess it hasn't been much of an adjustment. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, uh, everyone went home. <laughs> and then they kept doing their jobs. <laughs> There wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of adapting. Um, I, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Everyone was already set up to be able right. to work at home. It's it was it was extremely not an issue. It took maybe less than a fifth of a day for one or two people to adjust, and then that was about it. Okay, so our side is pretty simple. <laughs> here's the big question: is Will this experience change anything about the way that you work moving forward? And I'd love to hear from people in the chat as well. Uh, in my opinion, no. We, we've already been set up at Floatplane for a hybrid of <clears throat> remote work and local work. Uh, we have already set a precedence that it's okay, but preferred for you to be in locally. And I still still think, uh, like I've seen a lot of posts going out about like, oh, they said working from home was impossible and look what's happening now. It's like, well, no, it was it was extremely unreasonable given that it was fine to come in and work locally. Um, and I would still prefer that everyone is local. Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's going to really change in that regard. Um, yeah, this was this was in terms of the difficulty of switching how we work. This was extremely light touch for Flowplane because Flowplane was extremely well set up for this already. Right. Oh, okay. People are complaining about the volume levels. Okay, don't worry, guys. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I turned Luke down. I turned me up. Sorry about that. Um, I mean, for me, man, I don't know. The thing about video production is a lot of things work a lot better when you're in person. And one of the things that I get a lot of feedback that people like about working at LMG is like, people don't like the commute. We have people who live in Vancouver and are commuting all the way out to Cloverdale, which is not great. But I've had multiple people without me prompting bring up in their annual reviews last time around that one of the great things about LMG is that they could go for a beer with literally anyone on staff and you know, depending who it is, they might not be BFFs or whatever, but like, it'd be a good time. It'd be yeah. all good. And I feel like it'd be really hard to have that level of 
camaraderie and that kind of a team dynamic if you're not in the same place, doing the same stuff, seeing each other's faces, you know? It takes work and like honestly, a decent part of the reason why we have those uh, those two meetings, the Monday and Friday meeting, is so that everyone at least hears each other twice a week. Right. Um, and I, I'm not even kidding. Like there's there's been a not insignificant amount of those meetings that at the end of the day probably didn't need to happen. Right. But they don't take that long. They're all pretty short unless there's like a big discussion that needs to happen and we needed the meeting anyways. But if that isn't there, they're all pretty short and at least everyone checks in with each other. There's that vocal check-in because I know sometimes there's there's a lot of loss in translation when it comes to just communicating through text. Oh yeah, um, especially if English isn't everyone's first language. Like I know you've got people overseas and like sometimes, yep. and people not overseas, people in Canada. We have other languages in Canada. Yeah, and, and, and uh, different cultures. There's, yeah. there's different approaches to we problems. We have multiple cultures in Canada. Yes, yeah. Um, and there, there's, there's tonal shifts and expectations yeah. in terms of communication that happens differently based on different cultures. So one culture might think that a certain form of communication, uh, even if the language medium is the same, if they're both speaking English, they might think that a certain form of communication is very respectful. Meanwhile, different culture might think that that exact form of communication is notably offensive in some way. Yeah, so, like boomers, for example. Have you noticed they put ellipses on everything? Like every, <laughs> every time my parents text me, I'm like, you know how ominous this sounds, right? Like, ha have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, the, and the single K. Yeah, yeah, K, K with ellipses. I'm like, you know what that means, right? That means it's not okay. Yeah. That means the very opposite of okay. Yeah. But they don't seem to get it at all. Yeah. Um, so like, it, it often helps to bridge those communication issues by getting people in voice because tonality can change so much of the conversation because you can just hear in someone's voice if they're like pissed or not. And, and if they're... It, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And, and if you add video on top of that, that can yeah. often be helpful to another level. Uh, it might not be another level that's really beneficial or helpful depending on how uh, kind of adapted your team is at this, this point, how much time they spent together, if they get each other yet or not. But like if, if we were to bring a new member on the team right now, I would probably push at least the majority of the team to try to have video enabled in meetings yeah. for the first little while, just, just so that you can see body language on top of tonality. Well, part uh, of it too is like a social credit, not like China's social credit system, <laughs> but I, I, I mean like an interpersonal relationship type of credit. Like if you, as a company, you all go like paintballing together and everyone has a blast. The next yeah. time someone butts heads at work, you're gonna have a little bit of like goodwill in the bank. Yes. To make it yep. easier for that to not escalate into something really nasty. You know, when people have those kinds of, you know, yeah, man, good times, good times. When people have that to, to fall back on, I feel like it helps a lot. And it's hard to do that not in person. I mean, gaming's great, but it's not quite the same either. Like, yeah. you know, we've had, we've had you and the girlfriend over for, and we end up like sitting and playing video games. And like, that was a ton of fun. And the game that we were playing, uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, there's absolutely no reason, whether it's through Steam or through a service like Parsec, for example, which is also like a local 
It's like internet local multiplayer is one of the things they specialize in. Um, there's no reason we couldn't have played that game from separate locations, and we, we could still do that, actually. It's not a terrible idea. Maybe we should play some more of that game. Anyway, <laughs> but it's more about just like getting together and hanging out. Yeah. Um, there, I wanted to take a couple, a couple comments from viewers. So Alex Shepard says, my company is already talking about maybe not going back. Uh, probably by the time the COVID crisis subsides, uh, about 80% of our company won't be in the office. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me that much. It's, it's a reasonable conclusion. It's, it's sometimes what needs to happen is necessity for something to change. So like it might not have been worth the work to, to, to swap that over for a long time. And then you have to suddenly, and now it's like, well, because I have to, it's inherently worth the work. So now we can switch to this yep. new mode. And now uh, it might even be more work to go back the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, been, and the company might be able to save a significant amount of money by reducing office space or whatever else. Yeah, and not just that, but there's like a, an overall benefit to people as well. Like, have you noticed when you have had to go out, how little traffic there is? Oh, yeah. When I was commuting last week before I got like a bit of a, I don't even have a sore throat. It's not sore at all. I just have like a bit of a, like kind of a bit of a occasional wet cough. Like I've coughed once this entire WAN show and like my voice is low. Like, I, I feel otherwise 100% fine, but I'm just like, yeah, I clearly can't be in the office right now. Even just the optics of it. Even if yeah. I went and got tested and they were like, no, it's not COVID-19. Just the optics of being at work sick right now is just terrible. So I've, been, <laughs> yeah. so I've been working from home. But when I was commuting last week, I've been getting to the office in 15 minutes. Normally, it takes me like a third longer than that. I haven't even, and, and no, wow. I see the look on your face. No, 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 not because I've got my foot on the accelerator. <laughs> it, there's just no traffic. Yeah. There's no traffic. Nobody's out on the road. It's kind of crazy. I, uh, I've been talking for a long time. You and I have had this conversation before about like future cities and, and uh, like what working and uh, in-person communication and stuff might look like in the future because the current state of these like places in the world that are hyper hubs of human population uh, with super, super, super expensive land and rent and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, I mean, I guess it's relatively sustainable, but it would be way easier if people were able to spread out yes. But with the need to communicate into these dense areas. People usually want to pack in like crazy because employers want access to more potential high-skilled employees yes uh so you want to put your office somewhere where there's lots of people and then everything cramps you, together and where your you know dick feels the biggest as well that's another yeah. thing that really like annoys me like, there is no reason why you know both sports stadiums in vancouver need to be in downtown vancouver <laughs> put them somewhere else i mean when the olympics came to town they were like okay let's put the the skating oval in richmond and let's put this stuff over here and let's put that stuff over there. Yeah, yeah, why not? What a, <laughs> what a novel idea. Just put it at the end of a train track. Yeah, and I mean, I, I get it. I get it. That's the entertainment district or, or whatever. And there's lots of restaurants around there and stuff. You know what? Those restaurants are still going to be there. And if you go and you put a sports arena somewhere else, the restaurants will probably come. I mean, isn't that what city planners do? Isn't that their job? <laughs> and at yeah. least if you were somewhere else, you know, everyone who needs to get to, to work or get home from work on a game night would actually be able to do it. That would be cool. 
because there's much larger arteries, and I mean road arteries, there's much larger arteries kind of outside the city because they're designed to bring people into and out from the city. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a whole separate conversation. Uh, Chad Lafarge says, at my job, everyone, not just the tech guys, are going agile. So people are doing 15-minute stand-up to work in finance or compliance. Cool. Um, I, it took me a long time to go look at the chat, so there's actually not that many comments about it anymore, but that's fine because we kind of need to talk about our sponsors today anyway. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any... Oh, that was weird. Uh, okay, whatever. We're not going to fix that right now. <laughs> One of the sponsors is Displate. I don't have any Displates to point at because I, without oh. thinking ahead, intentionally positioned myself on a blank wall. Um, Luke had the, the foresight to at least put like a, a fern and some, you know, tasteful wood paneling behind that himself. That was not me. That but was, that I, was I my know girlfriend. It I know it wasn't. For me. sure. <laughs> uh, but anyway, display. They're, they're metal prints that are magnetically mounted to your wall without um, as much risk of damaging your wall because they just use like a sticky thing. And then they've got a, a magnet on that and then you just stick this metal print on top of it. They've got over 35,000 artists from 86 countries around the world that have contributed up there over 800,000 designs. They plant a tree for every displate sold. They've already planted over 11 million trees. Man, they must be selling a lot of displates, boys and girls. Um, and basically, they're, they're just like kind of awesome. They've got a 100-day return policy for a 100% refund if you don't like it. You can pick between matte and gloss finishes. And they've even got the LTT collection. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Luke's going Luke's gonna to show us uh, the displate website. Okay, I don't have it positioned quite right, but that's, that's pretty good, Luke. Pretty good. I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, use code LTT to save 15% at lmg.gg slash displaywen. All right, do you want to switch back to yourself? Uh, or do you want to go to the, the Moss link now? Okay, I'll work on the Moss one. lmg.gg slash Moss organizer. All right, so Moss. They got all <laughs> kinds of good stuff. They got their awesome backpack. Apparently, I'm supposed to be featuring the Black Pack, which is like a bigger version of the one that I use. Um, so if you're bigger than me, I'm like... 5'6", what is that, 185 centimeters or whatever that works out to? Whatever, 180 centimeters? Okay, so that's how big I am. I'm not big enough for the black pack, so you know, you go ahead, you get a black pack if you're larger than me. Otherwise, they've got tons of different sizes, tons of different styles. The black pack has a 27 liter capacity. Um, it's made of uh, 1680D ballistic nylon for durability. It's got an exterior water bottle pocket that is large enough to fit the LTT water bottle. It's got built-in cable management and an available power cord and USB power bar to keep your devices charged. It's got adjustable sternum and shoulder straps and a built-in rain fly to protect your bag from the elements. It fits laptops up to 15.6 inches, you know, for like big manly men with big manly laptops. And it's got a five-year warranty. Use Goffer code LINESTECH to get off everything on their site. They've got all kinds of stuff. Security toolkit. Adding a VPN helps you mask your IP and encrypt traffic to and from your devices. Private internet access has reliable service with over 3,000 servers in 30 countries. I've been using it for years. I think I've had like, I don't know, maybe like two outages, something like that. And I've been using it for, man, dang. I've been using it since we were still working with, um, who was the one we worked with before? I actually can't even remember. Tunnel Bear. Tunnel Bear. Um, so I was using PIA because, um, why, why was I using it? I think I switched to it on a trip to China or something like that because I'm not going to guarantee PIA will work in China because it's a constant arms race and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think it's because PIA was working for me at that time and I just never got around to canceling it. Um, and so now I've been using it for years and years. 
And they now feature WireGuard, which is in a beta state. There's no bandwidth caps. They've got configurable encryption and an internet kill switch to make sure that if your VPN disconnects, you don't accidentally leak out any data. Um, so if you're, you know, let's say you're torrenting movies or whatever else, you don't want a nasty letter from your ISP, PIA is gonna make it so that they can't tell what's coming in and what's going out. You can try it risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can connect up to five devices at once with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. Um, check it out at lmg.gg slash PIAWAN. We've got that uh, in the lower third right there that Jake graciously sent over to me. Actually, Jono sent this one. Jake was the one who sent over this one because we didn't have it in the pack that Jono sent. That was another thing that went wrong when we were trying to start the bloody show today. Um, yes, that is what my voice sounds like right now, which is why I've been recording all my videos from home this week. So, so you like the uh, you you like the work from home scruff, hey? I mean, I guess you would, or you'd have to at least say you like it, because otherwise, how would you justify it? <laughs> I I mine is a. Uh out of necessity because I look terrible without one. I think yours just looks good. I know you've you've experimented a couple times, but I think this like level of scruff looks pretty good. I think it makes me look very, very homeless. Um, really? Yeah, it's funny because I will, I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll be like, man, I look awful. And I'll like try and fix my hair and I'll be like, oh, I've got like, two or three days of stubble, that's the problem. And I'll go shave and be like, yeah, that's better. Because <laughs> let's face it, there's no fixing my hair. Mind you, today it's kind of funny. This is actually no gel. I just like kind of ran my hands through it before I went to bed because my scalp was itchy, not because I intended to do it. And then I slept on it and it was like, it's weird. Like, see, it's only at the front. It's like, it's like a peacock in front of the face kind of It's kind of working though. I have an on. issue where I needed a haircut, like probably a couple months ago and I was just putting it off like I normally do and then now everyone's like stuck indoors and I can't yep. go to the hairdresser anymore so oh, my yeah. hair's personal, getting personal services are literally closed like by yep. law you cannot yep. go to a hairdresser in British Columbia right now yep so so uh it's getting pretty bad it's really long like it was already to the point where it was like kind of you know I really should have gone by now and now it's been two, three weeks since then, and it's just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. insanely long. It's gonna get to the point where like, if this ends up going for a very long time, I'm probably just gonna buzz it again. Really? It's been a long time since then. Okay, what do you think? Should I do, should I order like the top five uh, like trimmers off Amazon, and, like do a review? <laughs> that there, could be is, interesting. Is there an opportunity here? Like you, you can't, you can't go to a hairdresser anymore. Yeah. So as a guy, how do you take care of yourself? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I would, I would personally watch that. I already own one anyway, but like that would be, that would be, I, it's not very good. I actually hate it. So this would be an opportunity for me to expense a new one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. Solved. Um, all right, what else we got to talk about today? Oh, okay. That Next. would be an interesting little series of videos, actually. Is like you, what you are doing to make the best of this COVID-19 thing. Like, what, what is Linus doing? Um, well, I mean, I do have that work from home thing coming up. Yeah. So I'm going to be talking but like, about how, how How can you use tech in this time to like better yours and your family's 
lives while stuck at home. I mean, I would say, you know, if you can afford it, a VR headset is a great way to make exercise fun uh, when you're stuck at home. Because that's the other big one is I have like, look at these shakes. Oh, you can't, you can't see me. You'll see see it in 15 seconds or whatever. But like, that is my badminton withdrawal. I have not played badminton. This is the longest I've gone without playing badminton in probably years. I play at minimum once every two weeks. Like if I've gone two weeks, Yvonne knows there's like, there's no negotiation. I need to go play because we've worked it out such that I don't really do anything else. Like I'm not, I'm not out at the bar or like, like I don't have a social life. So like the one thing I do is I go with my, my badminton friends and I play once a week. And if I miss one, then I definitely play the next week. And if it's not on my regularly scheduled night, we're going to move it. We're going to put it on another night, like, because if I'm traveling on uh, that night or whatever the case may be. And she's super cool about it. She'll always cover for me with the kids. But I haven't been able to because all the gyms are closed. So I cannot play. I actually did the, this is the most stupid, total, like, dumb impulse purchase that I have made in quite some time. But uh, one of my one of my friends showed me this. Um, let me see if I can find it. It's like this weird thing. It's like actually, oh yeah, I think I found it. It's actually a uh, a coach in Canada that developed this thing, and I don't think it's going to work very well. But I just I, I have to have something to to get my to shake my sillies out. I just covered you with it, so it's a little like I think it's made of like wool or something. I don't know what it's made of or like yarn, but it's a little ball that's about the same weight and kind of apparently feels the same to hit as a badminton shuttle. And you can kind of practice some of your, your reflex drills and your control drills and uh, hit it against the wall without damaging your wall. And I was like, okay, how much is this? Wow, $15 for three little stupid balls. That is way too much money, but I'm going to do it because I am so bored. So I bought that's that. That's interesting. I yep. mean, it's not like the most insane thing ever. And it's I, only 15 bucks. I try not to waste money on dumb stuff like that. As a I, I know, I know. Like, but that's not my jam. If it works. Unless it doesn't, which decent, is the problem with dumb stuff like that. <laughs> it like never does. But if it works even to a remotely acceptable level. Then, and it like helps you manage your 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 COVID time. I don't think fifteen bucks is that bad. Okay, have you made any dumb purchases because you're stuck Zero. inside? Nope. Zero. You've no. You've never bought anything dumb in your life, right, Luke? Uh, no, I'm sure I have. I'm very sure I have, but uh, no, I haven't. I haven't bought anything. <laughs> I bought food. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Toilet paper. Got enough toilet paper. We, we already had a decent amount because we had done a Costco run kind of like the week before all this kind of went down. And it was one of those big like restock the 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 long-term supplies Costco run. So we, we had a fair amount already. Okay, I'm going to finish, but I'm going to interrupt you right there. Sure. If you run out of toilet paper and you have even the remotest amount of difficulty finding toilet paper, do you make the switch? Do you go bidet? Already ordered. Oh, but you're not classifying that as something dumb. Okay, fair enough. Because that was already planned before all of this 
happened. All right. I've been enough. shopping for one for a while. They're annoyingly expensive. So knowing me, it took a very long time. Yes. Um, you still haven't bought a better chair, have you? No. Okay. Uh, well, you did, but then you returned it. I did because it wasn't very good. And then I so that's that's the so I had this chair that had fallen apart and was a piece of trash. And then I uh, bought an apartment uh, that that came with furniture and it had the exact same chair as mine, uh, the exact identical model. So I was just like, well, I'm gonna drop kick this chair into a, a dumpster thing. A municipal waste thing. I don't remember. It's supposed to go there. Whatever. Um, and use the new chair. And then the new chair is already like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Luke exercise tips. You know, you don't have any weights or whatever. Just <laughs> lift chairs. <laughs> so it's uh, it's already destroyed. <laughs> it didn't take very long. I think it was kind of on its last legs because Costco hasn't sold this particular chair, as far as I know, uh, for quite a while. Um, I'm surprised you didn't take the other one back to Costco. That seems like such a Luke move. <laughs> I'm Ugh. surprised. I'm actually, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm more proud or disappointed. You know? <laughs> because I'm, I'm proud of you for not being that guy, but I'm also disappointed because I expected you to be that guy. You know? I don't usually do... Oh, maybe I do. I was going to say, I don't usually do cheesy returns, and then I was like, <laughs> Yeah, no, you do. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I'm still looking for a good chair. I, I think I know roughly what one I'm going to get, uh, but I've been frustrated with chairs for a long time. So but the Lo Logitech has a Herman Miller like uh, cross-developed chair coming. I know, right? What? Yeah, Logitech and Herman Miller. I, th I think it's Logitech and Herman Miller. Hold on, hold what on, is, don't quote me on What that. is Logitech's involvement? Well, the ga it's a gaming chair. It's for gamers. Okay. But, like, what did they do? Just design? That's Herman Miller's job. I don't know, man. They made it for gamers. Maybe it has RGB or something. I don't know. I don't know Maybe. if there's any pictures out of it yet. Yeah. It's probably worth, it's probably worth giving it a shot. Um, what else are I'll, we supposed I'll, to I'll look into it. I'll look. Oh. Herman Miller and Logitech join forces to create high-performance furniture solutions for gamers. High-performance wow. furniture solutions. I love it. I love Logitech it. G is committed to creating the best gear for gamers. We make that possible through unique collaboration process between our... Herman Miller was the obvious choice for over 100 years of experience. I don't know. Hopefully they do a good job. Um, but yeah, so the, the bidet thing... What, oh, you're calling your cat. Through this microphone, not yeah, the sorry about that. one yeah, the stream I'm, listens to. I'm calling my like, cat. No, I turned off the stream's mic. It's, it's actually really nice having a mute button right next to me. Oh, and I can also swear like this. <laughs> it. <laughs> it doesn't mute. <laughs> oh no, it mutes. It doesn't mute it for you. Yeah, you can hear me just fine. I muted it for the stream, yeah. or I beeped it. Yeah. I beeped it for the stream. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm using that uh, that Go XLR thing. We did a sponsored video for them a while back. And I've been meaning to set it up at home so that when I'm streaming, I can like bleep myself. That's my favorite thing about it. We, uh, we used it. We used it on the the WAN show one week. It was actually kind of fun. It's all you can. Yeah. It's oh, it's, there's a hundred ways you could do that, but this is just all in one. It's very simple. Just a little button right there. I'm I'm down with it. It's just yeah. It's not it's not impossible to do other ways. But yeah, the the bidet thing. There's there's 
there's a lot of options, but I think the the like path to which one's a good one is a little bit more clear than a chair. Um, and I already had my kind of eyes on one. I was just like, yeah, this one's probably a good purchase, but it's really expensive. And then it was like, COVID happened. There's no toilet paper anywhere. And I was like, okay, boop. Yeah, just time to go for it. Do the thing, yeah. But really what happened was my girlfriend came up to me and was like, so I know you take a long time to make expensive purchasing decisions, but can you <laughs> kind of expedite this one a little wow. bit? Wow, <laughs> that is probably the most tactful way of calling your boyfriend a cheap ass that I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, that, that pushed me along. So that's that's ordered. It's not here yet, but it should be here in five or six days. And we definitely have enough to last us until then. So sweet. We'll be all right. Uh, all right. Why don't we talk about the AMD Xbox GPU source code stolen? So this was posted by RC Mail on the forum. And the original article here was uh, from Tom's Hardware. So AMD source code for Navi 10, Navi 21, and Arden GPUs has appeared online. And the hacker, hacker responsible claims the information is worth 100 million and is seeking bidders. Well, that's like, wow, I've even got the cat. $100 million. <laughs> you know, get, get real. But also, I don't know if I'm NVIDIA. Do I, do I, do I? No, they can't. They can't. There's, there's no way. That would be oh, okay. just like. So an additional line is the hacker says, uh, it says she in bold. I don't know why. I don't know why it matters. But the hacker says she will leak everything if she doesn't get any buyers. Uh, so I think really what's going on here is the it's worth a hundred million isn't it's more I think it's more like it's maybe it's worth a hundred million for to you. AMD. Yeah. Yeah. So AMD, it do, there does seem to be some credibility to the claims. So AMD was apparently initially contacted by the hacker in December and has filed at least two DMCA takedowns against GitHub repos that contained the stolen source. Uh, GitHub has removed the repositories, but there are other sources, including via a post yeah. on 4chan posting leaked information. Um, so she yeah, claims- Yeah, DMCA and GitHub is not gonna solve anything. She claims she found the unencrypted information in a computer slash server that was hacked remotely. Um, AMD says the leaked information is not core to its competitiveness and the company is taking legal action to remedy the situation, including working with law enforcement officials. So it sounds like they don't intend to pay- No. $100 billion. Million, but- this is good. Dashi, you're being a very good prop right now. Can you sit with me? <gasps> Thanks, sweetheart. Good job. No, oh, you're going to sit with me for now. She's hanging. You can hear her purring. That's yeah. really cute. I've only got one cat now, so I'm going to spend as much time as I have with that cat. Yeah, makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think that's mostly it for oh, this yeah. news. That's kind of all Just... I have to say about that. I don't think AMD is going to respond by giving this person money because that will obviously not solve anything. Because um, like data theft is always interesting. Like, yeah, I'll I'll give you this money to not leak it, and then they're like, yeah, but then like, you still have it. Yeah, thanks for the money. Guess I'll leak it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. They, there's no actual thing stopping them from from leaking it at that point. So, like, gee, I sure couldn't copy this to another hard drive yeah um one thing jake just sent me which i think is super super valid to bring up uh is that the linus tech tips folding team oh yeah is 
killing it right now. The Linus Tech Tips folding team is actually bigger than the default folding team right now, which I don't believe has ever been done. Yeah, that's so the default actually team insane. Is when you start folding at home and you just don't configure anything and you're just like, yeah, I just want to like be helpful. Which is probably going to be most people. It has always been the biggest contributor uh, in terms of points. And the LTT team, let me just bring up the extreme overclocking uh, folding stats right here. Let's have a, have a look here. But we cracked like a billion points a day, like a little while ago, a few days ago or something stupid like that. What are we up to now? So Linus Tech Tips team, there we go. We are up to 56,000 active users and <laughs> 2 billion points is our 24 hour average. The last uh, today, we have done 2.48 billion points. Now to put that, that in perspective, so cool. the folding team has been running for like eight years and it's always been pretty active through the forum. Those guys are freaking yep. awesome. Uh, we've done a few little things, you know, promoting the team, but honestly, they've been mostly this self-perpetuating machine. They, they've yep. been incredible. Like they'll do a giveaway once in a while to people with folding badges and you get folding badges by being on the folding team. But really it's been those guys just trying to, trying to help out. Um, so they've been running for eight years and we're at 132 billion points altogether over eight years we did two and a half billion points today <laughs> that's nuts everyone's everyone's totally chipping in it's awesome uh, glad to see it um, i also want to give an individual shout out to jake because he is 12th on the team and that's pretty cool yeah he's probably uh, using stuff from work <laughs> It is also nuts that Jake, who is probably using stuff from work, uh, is 12th on the team with a 24-hour points average of 2.6 uh, million. There is someone on the team with a 24-hour points average of 11.8 <laughs> million. Uh, that's probably, uh, there's a guy that works at Liquid. Uh, they do like that's composable PCI Express infrastructure or something like that. And I think so I see liquid on here. They are currently ninth. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I wonder if he 3. had to pull it off. Million. Oh, it, yeah, he had a machine that was capable of like, I, I, I don't remember. That's the points average over, I believe, the last 24 hours. So maybe something's going on. I don't know. Oh, but okay. either way, there's there's lots of people on this list that are absolutely killing it. Everyone appreciates you. Thank you very much. I think we have a topic in here, actually, uh, if I can bring back up the I have an update on that, by the way. So uh, we oh. alluded to in our first uh, video about folding a week ago, uh, we alluded to that there are not enough servers. So since yes. then, uh, one of the videos I filmed at home this week was actually building our folding at home ingest server or like um, a job server. So we're oh. going to be giving that half of our internet connection at the office, so five gigabit. Um, I believe Jake has it deployed and we're just waiting on the folding guys to do a final validation on it and it's going to start issuing jobs. So um, we're going to have that video coming out, I think on Floatplane this weekend or it'll be a double release on Monday uh, because there was one more clip we wanted to do where once it's formally up and running, uh, Jake was going to video call me in because I can't go there and we were just going to like kind of go, oh, look at these bandwidth stats and CPU stats usage stats and how many clients are connected. We just wanted to like see some some stats. 
um, that would have been like kind of a fun payoff for the end of the video. So we're just we're just waiting on that, and then we're we're ready to go. But it should theoretically already be running over this weekend, and we'll just be filming that clip maybe Monday morning. Then we'll throw the edit together and throw it up as a double release on Monday. That's awesome. That's super super cool. I, uh, the additional news I wanted to throw in here is actually another one of our topics. Folding at home surpasses all known supercomputers. The folding at home network is now 10 times faster than any individually uh, known supercomputer. It's faster than the top seven supercomputers in the world combined. <laughs> that is so cool. I think the coolest thing too is that like, since this has happened, where it's like, oh, like uh, I think it was like America or something um, hired out a bunch of different supercomputers all to work on this. And then in response, there was a bunch of news articles being like, folding at home is way more powerful than all of that. Um, I hadn't actually heard a ton about this before then, meaning that this is probably a majority of like grassroots forum nerd type oh, of yeah, people sure. jumping like, on it, which Barnacles is awesome. was pushing his users to, to get into it. Um, I know that uh, Tom's Hardware and Anantech have like a friendly competition between the two of them, like the two forum communities. Um, so there's there's absolutely been other guys that have that have kind of kicked this thing into high gear. And then, you know, my whole thing is like, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to try and like take our spot. Like that's our <laughs> spot. So not only are we going to hold on to our spot, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to take a new spot. We're going to take the biggest spot, the greatest spot. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of our community and not just ours, but just all these other communities that are that are pitching in. Yeah, yeah it's it's super cool. I just I just have an appreciation for it, I think, because it's like. Even even if you're not on the the Linus Tech Tips team, it's st it's still kind of like our people, you 100%. know, um, so I, I just think that's that's really cool that our segment is able to step up so much in this time. I think that's pretty awesome. Let's talk about Firefox um, having hey. a paid ad-free program. So this <clears throat> the source here is the Mozilla blog, and uh, let's let's talk through what it is. So Firefox Better Web with Scroll is a new test pilot initiative where users will pay to get an ad-free browsing service on partner websites. So it's $2.49 a month for the first six months. That's $2.49. So that's, what is that, like $0.42 cents a month or something stupid like that. And then it goes to $5 per six months after that. Um, unlike typical ad blocking, publishers will actually get a cut of the fee to make up for the removal of ads. So it's kind of similar to what Brave Browser, I guess, is trying to do with their tokens. Um, but it's not crypto-based. It's traditional currency. So where it's like, it kind of comes down to like a, an attentiveness credit. Um, early tests showed that sites make at least 40% more than when they just display ads. Like if you guys were wondering why websites are so plastered with ads and why they're so obnoxious, like why they're all audio ads and auto-playing video ads, it's because ads don't pay basically anything at all. So if you're actually relying on ads to support your business, I can see why people get desperate and start putting like obnoxious stuff on their websites. Like for us, we're really lucky. Linustechtips.com, the forum, has like two ads on it or something stupid like that just because we were like, ah, I don't know, 
all the cool kids were putting ads on their websites. It's like there's like an Amazon affiliate uh, program link or something like that. And I don't know. I think there's usually something down at the bottom. We have like display banners that roll through, and we get we get companies contacting us all the time. They were like, hey. We noticed that your your website, um, you know, doesn't have a lot of ads on it. We think this could be a great monetization opportunity for you. And they like show us what they figure they could do. And they, they always get like our traffic numbers wrong and stuff like that. So they don't know exactly how much money we could be making. But they they throw some sort of projections at us, and we kind of go, look, that's a, that's a, like that's a rounding error. We'd rather the Linus Tech Tips forum just continue exactly the way it is, the way that people love it and change absolutely nothing about the way we monetize it versus like you know the couple hundred dollars a month or whatever that it's going to bring in like it just doesn't even register for us and quite honestly with the contributors that we have on the forum it's a break-even proposition as it is anyway we don't actually spend a lot on it uh volunteers like colonel mortis spend so much time (laughs) making sure that the website is running smoothly and so the way that i see it is if we were to turn around and like heavily monetize that thing, A, that's really a, kind of a stab in the back to the people that have contributed their time for which they weren't paid to build it. And B, we're going to lose all our staff. How are we going to run the thing? So all of a sudden, one, we go, one thing okay, I, will what? Say, now, I get to make uh, more money, but now I just have to pay people to run it. That, that doesn't, that, that's <laughs> not useful. That's not good business. Mortis has laughed at us in the past and been like, you guys suck at making money. We could probably make money better on this website. Um, so and- there you have it, Mortis. <laughs> I just actually don't get yeah. <laughs> It yeah. means nothing to me other than that it's just a great website where people go to get help with their problems. Okay, that's it. Mortis is amazing. Thank you very much, Mortis. Colonel Mortis. And of course, all of our moderators. Yes, absolutely. Um, I get, uh, man, I got CC'd into just like the dumbest moderation thread because the user <laughs> like didn't like what the moderator was telling them and they like CC'd me into it as though I was going to come in and like rescue them. And I was like, no, actually, like the moderator had typed like these long explanations. of They're like, so good. Yeah, I actually like, amazing. why what they were doing was wrong and made no sense. And I just was like, I'm not even going to reply to this. They got this 100% under control. If I step in and I'm like, yeah, you know, my name's on the my name's on the site or whatever, and like, you know, I'm like, I'm the Linus of Linus Tech Tips. Like, I'm not doing anything useful. Honestly, LinusTechTips.com at this point operates almost like a completely separate entity. Like, it it kind of does. And like, honestly, one of the re- I'm still in the in the communication platform that the forum moderators use and all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. often go in and read stuff. And every time I'm like, oh yeah, this looks like it like probably needs my attention. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Cause I keep reading and eventually they solved it better than I would have anyways. Nope. And I'm just like, oh, all right. They got cool. this cause they That's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, there was something else. Oh, right, right. So we were talking about how, but not everyone has the luxury of their community forum being like, a fraction of their revenue. A lot of a lot of publishers do rely on them, and so uh, yeah, forty percent more than what they made for displaying ads. That sounds like a better internet for everyone. Um, yeah. So unlike Brave, which blocks all ads and gives users the option to fund websites, this test pilot would only block ads on partner websites. So publishers that don't wish to partner will continue to be able to serve ads, but 
Mozilla uses a customized enhanced tracking protection setting in order to block third-party trackers, fingerprinters, and crypto miners, uh, which could impact those sites' ability to monetize if they don't join the program and they expect to just keep being able to, you know, mine crypto in the in the background on your computer when you go to their website. That's fantastic. Do you think That's Chrome great. would ever do this? Uh, I don't think so. Really? Because I was going to say, I think so. YouTube basically has this with YouTube Premium. So Google has definitely shown that but there's that's a precedent for it. my point. Oh, um, okay. Go so on. So I, I would go with, Google makes so much money through their ads, right? And uh, like, I would probably argue, no, I don't know. I actually have no data on this. So I'm not going to argue either way. But I was, gonna, I was going to argue that the majority of ads on the internet were going to be Google ads. Well, Google, Google makes Sense money ads. through not not ads. Google make, like if we if we break it down one more layer, Google makes money with data. So this yeah. program might actually give Google an excuse okay. to collect even more data. Now, if they couldn't serve an ad to you directly with the data, there's uh, there's still uh, there's still other ways to yeah. manipulate the populace. <laughs> Um, there's still other ways to uh, steer people in, in purchasing directions, sure. uh, like like predicting Google searches and, and other things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. My gut reaction says they wouldn't, but they totally could. The question I have for you is, would you do this? For what? I know I know you don't uh, you don't use Firefox, right? Your no. main browser is Chrome. So uh, if Chrome had this feature and it was identical, would you pay? So the only reason I bought YouTube Premium uh, was because people at work complained that when they need to go back to our library to rip a video off of YouTube uh, for whatever reason, like if they uh, can't find it on the vault or if we're borrowing content from someone else, the easiest way for us, like if we're like, yo, Austin, can we use a clip or whatever else, the easiest way for us to get it is to just rip it out of his video. Um, and so when people are on YouTube for work, they were like, you are literally paying me to watch ads to right watch now. Ads. It's probably cheaper for you to just pay for YouTube premium on the LTT account and then not pay us to watch ads. And I was like, that is very sound logic. Probably Karen. true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will buy. Uh, he actually made me buy it on TechQuickie as well. He's like, well, I'm often logged into this account. And it would save me having to switch accounts. I was like, wow, that really actually doesn't seem like that much work to Logic switch accounts. Logic is breaking down a little bit now. But, but fine, whatever. I, I don't care. It's like, what is it, like $8 a month or something? Like in the grand scheme of things for Linus Media Group Incorporated as an entity, that is not a lot of money. So, so I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> if this makes you a happier, a happier, more productive employee, then I guess <laughs> I'll let it slide. Um, but for myself... I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Like, I have a superpower. You know that, right? My superpower is that I don't see ads. Yeah. I cannot yeah. see them. Like, I can, I can sit and I can load up a video on YouTube and it'll have an ad on it and my brain will go into this trance-like state and then the skip ad button will appear and I will press it. And then if you asked me three seconds later what that ad was for, I would not be able to tell you unless you prompted me ahead of time to like pay attention to the ad because you were going to test me on it later. I would not have seen it. I, so I, just, I, I, um, I, I would have to look into it more. 
than this tertiary look that we're making right now. But um, would you consider if, it though? I, I would. I absolutely would because if it's done in a certain way, I feel like it could lead to a better internet. Mm. Um, okay, that's one way of it, looking at it. If it doesn't. It, it's going to have to promote clickbaiting to a certain degree because every reasonable financial model does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, whatever people dislike about clickbaiting, you can't get away from that. But if if we got away from all this kind of junk that's going on um, and we could move to websites being ad-free, I think that would just be better for the world. <laughs> um, and I think... I think everyone ad blocking everything is not the answer. Um, and I've had a really weird mixed opinion on this for a long time where right. like I have ran ad blockers in the past because I don't want my computer to get infected with terrible things because yep. lots of ads are um, terrible things, terrible things. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I mean, Mortis does these days, but I used to run the, the line of forum and we were always extremely friendly with our ads and everyone always told me that they would whitelist websites that handled ads properly and then basically no one did no because um, they, 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 it's it's the kind of thing that i think people tell themselves like yeah i'll whitelist the creators that are like really good or i'll whitelist the websites that like do a great job of maintaining a minimal amount of ads but like we actually have numbers. You guys don't yeah. do it. So. No. Why don't we just um, and, all and stop pretending? Yeah. And and the Linus Sectors Forum has always been good in terms of ads, um, it, like from, from any reasonably objective point of view. And basically no one turned ad block off. I'm sure there's two of you, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like it's it yeah, and great, thank you. But just not not point. enough that it made a difference. Yeah. Um, and I think this could make uh, more websites that are better, more viable if done properly. And that is something that I think is really good. So I'm not a huge fan of the state of the internet right now. And I think it could be better if it wasn't so ad driven and if websites weren't so desperate because it's so hard to make money, um, partially because of, uh, partially their fault, partially yep. other people's fault. And partially the people blocking ads fault. Um, it's a combination of people blocking ads, everything, clickbait and listicles, and like the kind of junk that people click on, sort of um, not having a very low barrier of entry for people to create. So there's yeah. so much of it. So then there's so much ad inventory out there that it drives the prices down. Yeah, it's it's and then and then. People abuse it. it's a it's a it's a vicious circle. Vicious cycle. It's the Ouroboros eating itself. Um, and I this just to me, if done properly, and if enough people embraced it, uh, could could free us from the vicious cycle. Maybe I'm probably being too optimistic. Yeah, probably. But um, <laughs> I would just like to think that way. I guess so. I would definitely try it. Right uh, now, uh, Firefox Better Web with Scroll is only available to customers located in the United States. So. So I won't try Go it. Yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, you won't be trying it. It's so weird to hear that because I know they don't, <laughs> but I do. So it's like, whoa, you can't say that on the internet. Um, so this, yeah. is, this is a Christian Minecraft, Minecraft server. <laughs> yeah. okay? So uh, 
Uh, hold on, we've got one more topic that I wanted to hit today before sure. we uh, before we uh, go through some super chats. Oh wait, no. Can you uh, 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 hold on? Hold on. Uh, Nick is going to kill me if I don't talk about hey. LTTstore.com. I'm on it. No, no, I got, I got it, I got it oh, this time. Okay. LTTstore.com. Guys, we have a shipping promo. <laughs> so it's for our Canadian home dogs. Uh, let me just try and remember what it is. Uh, yes. So from the WAN show right now through Sunday night, it is going to be $5 shipping for all Canadian orders. Also, we have a new product that just launched that's all just our old products. It's called the Mystery Shirt. So this is basically a mix of shirts that didn't sell um, or that were like promotional limited time ones where we just had kind of a few odds oh. and ends. Um, there's some stuff in here that's like uh, the reserve inventory that we hold on to in case um, you know someone has, uh, they get the wrong size or whatever else so that we have a little bit of inventory on hand to deal with customer service problems. So these are ones where we feel like, okay, yeah, it's been a while. We don't really need any of those anymore. So um, mystery shirts just launched, $12.99 a shirt. We recommend that you just buy one because we can't guarantee that you'll get unique designs if you order more than mm -hmm. one. In some sizes, there might only be like one design. But uh, anyway, we've got those. And for our Canadian home slices, we've got um, $5 shipping for um, from now until Sunday night. Woo. So this, this might not be the most cheery thing to discuss, but shipping has been a pretty major issue in the, in the times of the COVID. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got a story. You want a story? Yes. Guess how much we are going to be paying. We're, we're restocking Stealth Hoodie because we are completely out. Um, guess how much it's going to cost us in shipping to get them over here from the other side of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, boy. Per um, hoodie. Per hoodie. Okay. Per hoodie. Like, I have hoodie. no idea. And this is in bulk, okay? This is in bulk. I have literally no clue. We are how not to raising the price for this. our valued and beloved users, but we are definitely taking less margin on them. You got to guess. Come on, you got to guess. I, can I guess the delta? Because I, I wouldn't, I would no, have no, no. no have clue where fun. to start. Have some fun. Throw out a number. It's fun. It's a game. It's fun. Play fun games. Three, three fun dollars. Games. Three dollars. I have mm. no idea if that's good or not. <laughs> Five dollars. I, I don't know. It's more? Ten dollars? There's no way it's ten dollars. You're still there? I can't see you. I have to wait till the stream oh, updates. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's still up. Up more. Okay, okay. More than ten dollars for one sweater. Uh, oh. How cold am I? You're pretty warm. You're getting warm. You're getting warm. Okay. Fifteen. It's twelve. 12. It's going to cost us $12 per, per hoodie to get them over here. So that is going to be a big hit to our margin. But uh, Nick and, and that's I are like, talking that's, about it. That's on a ship. That's not like... No, no, that's air. That is oh, air. that is air. Okay. But that is brutal, even for air. So back when I was doing uh, purchase purchase orders for NCIX, when if we were ordering something like, um, like heat sinks, I think heat sinks are something pretty comparable to a shirt in terms of the dimensional weight. Um, it would cost, okay. you would have to account for somewhere between about a dollar for uh, a heat sink to like $2 or something like that. Uh, if you were, or, no, oh, sorry, sorry, no, 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 no. Probably more like three to five for something like the size of a heat sink or a power supply. If you have to airship uh, a small quantity, whereas shipping by sea, it's like less than a dollar. 
Like well, that's that's why I yeah. in my head I thought we were talking about shipping by sea. Yeah. So um, I don't so think you said that, but I just twelve dollars a unit, and that is at reasonable scale. Like obviously we're not ordering a container or whatever. Like it, it, it's like hundreds of units as opposed to, or maybe like a little over a thousand or something like that. But it's like ridiculous. And so Nick comes to me, he's like, "This is a lot of money. This is this is very unreasonable. Um, do we do we just wait or do we order it?" Or, or do we go through with it? And I'm like, well, you know, making five bucks a unit is better than making zero dollars zero. Uh, a yeah. unit and not selling anything. So, and people are people are bugging us about it. They're like, hey, stealth hoodies out of stock. WTF? I can I can get a stealth hoodie in Animal Crossing, but I can't get one in real life. And we're like, yeah, we'll we'll sort that out. For Wait, you. what? You can get a stealth hoodie in Animal Crossing? You can make it. Someone made a stealth hoodie. Someone else made a swacket. They look amazing. <laughs> Dude, my my girlfriend will not stop talking about or playing that game. Yeah, it's amazing. Yvonne uh, was asking, and me she about was it, literally was designing like, sweaters last night. I'm not getting it. <laughs> I have never tried an Animal Crossing game, but it seems like the kind of game I just shouldn't play. Like I get super addicted to things sometimes. Like I think I told, I think I might have told you this. No, I was on Wan Show with James last week. I played probably over thirty hours of Anno, like in the week leading up to last week's Wan Show. Just like I, I was up till like three, four a.m., like two thirds wow. of the nights, just like completely addicted to this anno file because I was having these like economic problems that I couldn't solve and I hadn't clued into uh, selling ships to boost your economy. And anyway, um, I was just like trying to crack this, crack this nut and I was like overproducing on my islands. And I was like, yeah, but like if I don't overproduce, then I get these precipitous drops in income because the people can't get their luxury goods, which is what really drives your income is people buying luxury goods at the marketplaces. And, and so anyway, I, I solved it. I solved it. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, on the wagon again now. But uh, I don't know. I, I, thinking I, might I actually anything. don't necessarily think that you'd be that much of an Animal Crossing fan. I've never tried it, so it's hard for me to say. Yeah, I just, I, I think um, someone said Luke is super uninterested. That's actually wrong. I, I, and played Anna with Linus for quite a while, and it was really fun. He completely destroyed me, but it was still fun. Um, well, not technically, because he bid me mercy and decided not to blow up everything I had, but um, he destroyed me. Well, that's part of the like fun it. of playing that game. It's like kind of co-op if you want to. Yeah, we're, we were sort of doing that and kind of learning the game and all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. fun. I like Anno. But the, the thing that makes me think that you wouldn't necessarily like Animal Crossing is there's... Um, I, I asked Emma last night what the goal was, um, and it took a really long time to get to an answer. And I started with, okay. like, is the goal to decorate? Right. And she was like, well, no. And it, it ended up with, like, yeah, the goal is kind of to decorate. <laughs> okay. um, and I feel like that wouldn't necessarily enthrall you quite as much. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not as much. Uh, cosmetic upgrades haven't really been my thing. Yeah. in the past it's it's very funny to me to see like now with animal crossing being like a worldwide phenomenon um yeah remember that headline we were talking about where microsoft basically decided they were above both sony and nintendo 
because their true competitors were Amazon and Google. I'm like, guys. <laughs> Maybe that's true, but not in the way you want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, guys, you don't understand. Like, it doesn't matter how good your cloud infrastructure is if Nintendo, Nintendo keeps make. creating gaming experiences that people need to buy their hardware and buy all their software and buy all their accessory in order to have the full experience. They are going to keep making money hand over fist five ever. Like one small example of this is um, uh, for, for one, one random person in, in Twitch chat, Twitch yeah. plays Dion said in all capital letters, the goal is to be cute. And I think that's probably uh, better than how I describe it. The goal is to decorate. I think, yeah, the goal so is to those, like be it's cute. It's those games where you just like dressed up the dolls, uh, like those web browser games. And I, then just like made a little room for them to sit in and stuff. But it's like this island and you get to like decide where people live and, and help like lay out the flowers and the so trees and, and catch the... <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But a lot less technical, I think. Um, and there's only one island. But you can go visit other people's islands through a plane? I don't know. I watched her play it for a little bit. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, what were you just talking about? Oh, man. I don't even know. Who knows? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, Nintendo is never going to stop making money. The Pokemon oh, yeah. franchise yeah, yeah. alone is going to be enough for them to make money forever. Yes. Uh, and they have they have the like the most insane war chest ever for the size of their company. It is baffling um, to me that they still aren't into like heavy into the theme park thing, because I would be as likely to go to oh, Nintendo I, Land as Disneyland with the kids. I would love to go to Nintendo. They have Land. so many beloved intellectual properties, and the amusement park industry is the kind that I think Nintendo could just go in and like, okay, so what? We need a hundred experts. Let's just we have all the money in the world. Let's go poach a hundred experts and design and build a park. Like there's yeah. no way they couldn't do that. I, I think the last time that they they had a business model where you had to go to the the facility in person, uh, they want to kind of hide that history a little bit. So uh, I what think was that? Gonna... What are you talking about? <laughs> I gotta know now. Let me make sure about? my information is not messed up. Uh, All right, why don't I do a couple super chats while you look that up? No, I already found it. Um, this is this is a, it's from Kotaku, so grain of salt. But sure. uh, the Nintendo they've tried to forget gambling, gangsters, and love hotels. Ooh, the beginning of new Nintendo was uh, okay. Well, they were like a, a little playing bit card different. company. They like were a playing a card company, time. and they had a, a quote unquote love hotel, and some of their playing cards had less than clothed women on them, and things like that. Ooh, scandalous. Yes, very much so. Um, I don't know. I'm just making a joke. But yeah, I, I really think they should make Nintendo Land. They literally had a game called Nintendo Land, and I enjoyed it, and it was fun. And they could do a much better uh, job with a in-person, real-life experience. I think yep. that would be significant. And like, they, they, could, they could get really heavily into, like, augmented reality stuff. Like, they could have... Yeah kind of a, a really focused oh Go-like yeah. experience within oh sort of Pokemon land. Um, they could have... Uh, they could have the Safari Zone, but like actually have the Safari Zone. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, Pokemon land could almost be completely <sighs> its own thing. Yeah. But like, obviously there would oh. have to be a kart racing thing. The Mario yeah. Kart ride. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. 
Like there's just, yeah. it would be so much fun to build and I would go there and it would be great. Um, maybe they're, sure maybe they're planning, who knows? I, the one, the one thing I, I'd like to point out here is like so far already, just with Emma playing Animal Crossing, she has expressed, not she's going to buy them, but she has expressed desire for another dock so that she can more easily dock her switch in, in more than one area. Luckily, I also have a switch, so we had another dock, so not a problem. And then the other one was that uh, we don't have the battery pack Joy-Con uh holder thing oh, where you sure. slide the, the two joy cons go on to yeah yeah we don't have the battery pack version of that she we just have to play the for long one. enough that she needs an extended controller battery well uh i think she was maybe not being the most diligent about uh putting her joy cons back on i see um I and see. it's not the newest switch so there's probably been some battery depletion there as well like there's sure. there's some other things going on there that but she sense. wanted a controller that she could like plug in so right. that she doesn't have to worry about that. It's never been a problem, but she doesn't want to worry about it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, they have that option. It's called a Pro Controller. It's $100. <laughs> oh, apparently they have PokeWorld in Japan. How have I never heard of this? PokeWorld. All right. I want to do a few Super Chats here. Uh, Robert Mel says, uh, SD Express is coming out soon. Yes, we know. Um, so that would be that would be cool. So it's PCI Express SD cards, basically. Thanks, Treffy One. Thanks, Jose Jimenez. Um, Grawl Fighter says, "Did Alex brought people to VR for more AAA games?" I'm not sure if I 100% understand your question. I think it makes people invest in VR because there's a AAA game. If that's what you're asking, um, there's definitely is. been more interest in it. Um, Luke, have you played any Alex yet? I have or not. I actually didn't know it was released until today. So, I am quite surprised that you didn't me manage too. to notice that. That is very surprising to me. I've been surprisingly disconnected because I've trying to been like getting stuff done. Huh. So I didn't know that was a thing. And now I'm probably going to get less stuff done. Are you going to stream that tonight? Not tonight. I already have plans tonight. But maybe Monday? Do you want to hear my review of the first like hour and a half? Yes. Yeah. It's Half-Life. Hmm. In VR. Now, I haven't made it that far in. I still don't have any good guns or anything. But, like, it's it, it's in, ha in true Half-Life fashion, you just kind of get... There's no clear, like, oh, you solved the puzzle. Now here's another puzzle. You just sort of walk into dead ends and you just have to, like, do stuff. Um, one of the things I liked so much about CrossCode, I know I always come back to how much I love CrossCode, um, but CrossCode did a really great job of building on the skill that you just developed with your next puzzle in a very logical way. Um, whereas Half-Life, yeah. I think it they, they want you to kind of not be sure what to do a lot. And I honestly just find it kind of tedious. Okay. Does it does it feel like how big of a fan of of original Half Life games are you? I never played Half Life One. I never got through it because I tried to go back and play it after playing Half Life Two, and it just sorry, no offense, it it didn't hold up. It's a little rough these Even days. Even fifteen years ago, it didn't hold up. Um, although I do want to try out that remake mod. Black Mesa. Mesa, yeah. Yeah. yeah I want to try that out. Um, I, I suspect it probably won't be much better. I I don't. 
I don't like the style as much. I had far more fun playing Far Cry than I did playing Half-Life 2. So this is why I wanted to ask you that was because I assumed that. And I think some people, when they hear it's like Half-Life, are going to be like, yeah. But I could tell by the tone of your voice that you were like, eh. Mm -hmm. um, so Portal's yeah. a better game. I'm a huge fan of Portal, so that's not a really difficult argument to make with me. But um, I, yeah, I'm interested. I'm definitely going to try it out. I'm I'm interested in it being a a like Halo product for for VR. That's cool. Um, one really cool thing that I've seen already. I wonder if I could find it. Um, someone made a like teaching. Uh, angles in half-life alex youtube video that was like hilariously good Teaching um, angles i i know sorry hold on it sounds weird and i clicked on it because it sounded super weird um but it's really cool actually yeah i'm gonna do a couple more super chats while uh while you do that um rats blitz cheers from a farmer Oh yeah, no, no problem. You know, we we will bring you, we will bring you the entertainment to your house, even if it takes us two hours to get the stream going. That's how long I spent on it. Luke spent an hour just helping me troubleshoot remotely and uh, helping out. Uh, Kinestic says, "Is that the Pornhub casting couch?" Um, no, but it could probably serve that purpose. It is leather, so it is easy to clean. <laughs> Okay, um, I've got it. The one issue is if I play it, they're not going to hear the sound, which is maybe fine. Um, but I can skip through it and show why it's cool. Knestic wants to know why our shipping to Australia is expensive. That's because shipping to Australia <laughs> is expensive. Sorry, this is the best we can do. Yes. All right, go ahead, Luke. Okay, For now. let's play Angular Vocabulary Review. So you guys can't hear this, I guess. Um but this is Half-Life Alex, and the the presenter guy, the guy hosting the video, talks as if he is um, t teaching a class remotely. And he's like, oh, this is the first time we've had to do this. I guess I'm coming to you from my home. This is a view from my home. You wouldn't normally see this because I talked to you in the classroom, blah, blah, blah. He's like role-playing as if he's a teacher. And then he goes into this room, uh, and he's able to manipulate the objects and right on the glass. And when I first saw this, I didn't think he was actually going to do anything. He's looking around for something. I didn't think he was actually going to do anything. And I thought this writing was already there. And I was like, oh, it's an interesting random thing to have in the game. Maybe some uh, like math nerds will appreciate it. I wish he, I keep jumping to parts where he's just looking around. But no, he did it all. And I thought this was wild. It's actually really cool. He does a whole legitimate math lesson in in alex um and it's it's kind of random but like you could legitimately learn to understand angle vocabulary after watching this person's right. video and it got six hundred and fifteen thousand views that's pretty crazy i don't know i think it's pretty cool it's interesting um and it's like well presented and and honestly the medium works really well for him yeah um I, I don't know it's just i just thought it was really cool 
cool use of VR. Cool yeah, use definitely. of using a, a video game to accomplish a different task. Uh, Jake says, what are the prospects of Honest Answers Volume 2? Particularly interested if my YouTube premium helps the artists I watch. Um, I don't, I didn't really have anything planned for another round of it, but uh, I can tell you your YouTube premium does help. It's way more than ads. Way more. Um, <laughs> Cal says, Luke in quarantine at a spa. Nope, that's just his house. That's just my house. That's a uh, that's a uh, literal zero contribution from me. That's that's my girlfriend going around decorating things. Uh, it would look a lot more sparse, and there would be like probably band and movie and gaming posters around, mm. and nothing else really. And it would be messier if it was just me. <laughs> um, pickles. Yep, We're crushing it and folding at home. Uh, we talked about that probably uh, after you sent the super chat. So yes. Rank four soon. You better believe it. Uh, Alex says, conclusion of the rebuild of the transco transcode server. Um, I have not even thought about it since we redeployed it. I'll have to think about that some more later. Aaron Thompson, just finished my first week of working from home. Just spreadsheet type work, but uh, when you're on 100 milliseconds, it sucks. Hmm. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, Engine says, thoughts on the dbrand Cybertruck skin? Yeah, that's dbrand for you. Thanks, Thomas. Um, see, Chalk RJ, so I'm watching your VR Thursday video and wondered at what point did Linus just build a fake home at the office because he filmed there so often. No, no, that's just my house. <laughs> and yes, you're welcome for bringing back Channel Super Fun. Um, let me just uh, go through. Oh, there's not too many of these this week. Uh, Death here says, what headset is Luke using? Uh, it's not a headset, it's headphones. They're Sennheiser HD 595s. They're quite old at this point, um, but they've served me well. They're still working. I've had to buy new, uh, well, I didn't have to, but it would have you been a have. very bad idea if I yeah, didn't. Yeah, they were gross. I've, I've had to buy new little pad things twice now, um, just not because they were bad, just because I use them a lot, and again, it was the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy with these headphones. I hope I never have to replace them. The only thing that has started to become a little bit of a drawback is that they're open back. Um, and my current position of my computer, as you can maybe guess, is in the middle of like the living room area. Yeah. So sometimes if someone's like cooking food or, or doing something like that, it, it can be hard to hear things. But like that's There's a, a pretty... good option coming. If you want to like spend a lot of money again on something that you don't have to get something better than again for a long time, um, I tried out the Drop XTHX Pandas. So they're wireless. Um, oh, that's cool. I like but, that a lot. But you can plug in a wire. And Always a good option. It sounds the same, wired and wireless, and they sound great. Okay. Like, just outstanding. I, I have been thinking if I got another pair of headphones, they would need to be wireless and closed. I wouldn't use them. Good. I wouldn't use them on Bluetooth for gaming, though. I mean, I haven't actually tried, um, and they are using some new codec, something, something, something. But I doubt the latency is going to be good enough. Yeah, it would more be for like a niche case where, like, I don't know, my, the the TV in my place is just to my right. So, like, if my girlfriend wants to watch something on there, um, and I want to do something on my computer that has audio, whether it's gaming or not, um, it, it would be so that these open back headphones, they don't block anything. 
like yeah. at all. So it would be just to, to, to make it so that the TV isn't literally louder for me than it is for her because the speakers are right beside my freaking right. face. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be too worried about like, Oh, I can't hear footsteps at the exact same fidelity. Like I don't, I'm not super concerned about that as long as they sound really good overall. I'm not necessarily looking for hardcore gaming headphones right. um, and are wireless and are closed. Those are like the, the things I'm looking for. So maybe I'll All check. Right. I've just got a couple more. Um, Zach's Tube says, more proof everything is messed up this week. A fern is the special guest on the WAN show. Uh, <laughs> uh, Diego says, greetings from Guatemala. Um, Scott says, big shout out to all the folding people out there. Well done, everyone. Indeed. Um, Dark Swordsman says, I don't use PIA, but WireGuard is awesome. So there you go. Uh, PIA now has beta support, I believe, for WireGuard. Um, thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Sheriff, Sheriff Mayor TV. Thanks, Brian River. This is for getting my man a, a better mic. Or this is for my man getting a better mic. I don't know if that's to get one or to thank me for getting one. The mic I'm using is okay, isn't it? I don't know. You're not watching the stream. No, the mic you're listening to me on is terrible. Uh, I, Kyle says, what's the best GPU for folding? RTX or Quadro? RTX, not Quadro. Quadro's not faster. It's just got validated drivers. Um, oh, man, you sent that super chat like multiple times. I'm so sorry for not seeing it sooner. We don't do these till the end of the show, though. Now you know for next time. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, guys. No more time for super chats. It is, it is, it is 8 o'clock. We've been streaming it for an hour and 45. Okay. I'm sorry, Luke. We went for a long time today. It is um, okay. No need to apologize to me. Yeah, good, uh, good, good chat. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, are you streaming tonight? No, my girlfriend is going to be streaming what? Animal Crossing tonight. What? So wait, so she streams, but she still she still doesn't say her name. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I think I said it once on this show. I forget what the rules are all the time. Um, so it's just better to say nothing, I guess. Yeah, but okay. yeah, she's she's streaming Animal Crossing tonight. Um, so I'll have to tune in then. Hopefully that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, I don't. I guess it's promotion time. It's Twitch.tv slash. I think. <laughs> I, you don't I think... know. You're terrible. <laughs> you're a terrible. You're a terrible boyfriend and a terrible I person. I wasn't prepared for this. You it's don't know your own girlfriend's Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Planty Time. Apparently, she's playing Animal Crossing with my mom. I think I think they're even like on voice chat with each other and that stuff. That legitimately sounds like it might be entertaining. I mean, it could be. So I mean, I'm not gonna watch it, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out in the chat sometimes, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. So, hey, how's your Beat Saber training coming? Uh, not very well. I I I haven't been doing a ton in that realm for a while. I've been oh, working right. on stuff. My NAS is all fully updated. It only took two and a half weeks. Oh, that's good. Um, and now, like my next major project that I'm working on is I have to drill a bunch of holes so that I can put this NAS somewhere where it's not going to be annoying. Um, and then I'm going to work on kind of redoing the networking through my entire place because right cool. now only. Uh, four plugs at a time can work and be active, four of the wall plugs. And that's a limitation of the modem router combo that I'm still on that, that TELUS gave me. 
Um, so I want to switch off of that, but then there's issues with the other stuff and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that's my, but then shipments are all delayed. So maybe I won't be able to do that. I don't know, but yeah, I've been working on lots of stuff. I'm also, this was a project before no one watching cares about this at all. So maybe we can just cut it now. <laughs> but one of my other projects is I'm going to be working on planters for the deck. This is a me idea because I want to plant that is boring. food, um, not, not random other stuff. People are suggesting a raid. I don't know. That's All right. Your thing. Well, cool story, bro. Um, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. See you again next week. So Bye. hopefully not at the same time, but definitely the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's laughing a lot from the other room, so I think a bunch of people went. Uh, planty time. I think you just typed in the chat slash raid planty time. Oh god.